Welcome to the Comic Web Superman Old Time Radio Podcast, where each week we bring you an exciting radio episode from the early years of the Man of Steel. The Comic Web sells old time radio programs and comic books. Check us out at comicweb.com. The Comic Web also offers two other podcasts. One is a variety of old time radio programs, and the other is a video podcast of the old movie cliffhanger serials. You can find them on our website or just type Comic Web into iTunes and they should pop up. Now just sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Superman. Thank you. Yes, it's Superman, strange visitor from another world who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, who can change the course of mighty rivers, bend steel in his bare hands, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle for truth, justice, and the American way. But before we join Superman, here is an important message. Fellas and girls, don't ever get the idea there's nothing you can do to help win this war. Just because you can't join the Army or Navy doesn't mean that you can't be part of this big fight to preserve the American way of life. No, sir, not at all. There is one big important thing you can do, and I'm going to tell you about that right now. You see, aside from the fact that we can't all be soldiers, sailors, or Marines, because we're too young or too old or something, it's necessary for a good many of us to stay right here where we are. As a matter of fact, Uncle Sam says that for every man in the armed forces, there must be 11 people back home to keep them well supplied and to see that everything runs smoothly. It's sort of like, well, like a civilian army that cooperates with the armed forces to help win this war. And that's where you come in, you and I, for we're all members of this civilian army. And the best way we can help our boys at the front is to buy war-saving stamps and bonds and buy them regularly. Now, how does that help? Well, let me tell you. It helps our government to finance the war. It helps to buy the guns and tanks and planes and all the other things the Army, Navy, and Marines need to knock out the Japs and the Nazis. For instance, every time you buy a 10-cent war-saving stamp, your dime will pay for five bullets. And every five 10-cent stamps buys enough fuel oil to carry a destroyer a full mile. So you see how important it is for you to buy a war-saving stamp every time you've got a dime. So see if you can't get mother or dad to give you a dime every day or every other day with which to buy war-saving stamps. Talk about this with all your friends. Ask them to buy war-saving stamps regularly. Ask your mother and dad and all your neighbors and relatives to sign Minuteman pledges. Do all you possibly can to build up the sale of war-saving stamps and bonds. And that is what you can do to help win this war. And now, the adventures of Superman. Superman, in his disguise of Clark Kent, Lois Lane, girl reporter, and Jimmy Olsen, Kent's young friend, are now in Arabia, where Lois vanished in a crowded street in Mecca. Later, the girl reporter appeared in the doorway of an old and abandoned mosque and promptly disappeared again. Returning to their hotel, Kent and Jimmy and their newfound friend, Sir Mycroft Bittersweet, a Shakespearean actor, saw Lois talking to a man in the lobby of the hotel. When Kent spoke to her, she slapped his face and went up to her room, room 24, by the way, registered in the name of a Countess Wojeska. Going to their own room, room 19, Kent, Jimmy, and Sir Mycroft found Lois slumped, unconscious, in a chair. 
how could Lois be in two rooms at the same time? Leaving Sir Mycroft with the unconscious girl in room 19, Kent and Jimmy made their way down the hall to room 24. Opening the door, they burst in unceremoniously, only to find another surprise. Jumpin' Jiminy, do you see what I see? Yes, Jim, I do, but I don't believe it. I, I can't believe it. Forgive me, gentlemen. I don't wish to be rude, but is it customary to invade the privacy of one's room in so high-handed a manner? Mr. Ken, who can this be? This one's wearing a beard and a monocle, and Jiminy, look at the length of that cigarette holder. This is also customary to add insult to injury by commenting rudely upon the appearance of the person whose privacy you have invaded. Well, there's, there's something very strange here. I claim I... indeed. I should say so. I suggest you and this this insolent boy leave my room at once. I understand how you feel, but uh, you, you don't understand. I understand that you have had the audacity to enter my room no, and no, I... No, wait, please. Let me explain. I am not interested in your... One second thought, perhaps I am. Explain what excuse you might have for bursting in here as you did. Well, first of all, we mistook a young woman in the lobby for a friend of ours, Lois Lane, who disappeared earlier in the day. We understood that this girl was registered here as the Countess Wojeska and that she occupied this room. The Countess Wojeska does occupy this room. Well, and what are you doing here? I, my dear boy, happen to be the Count Wojeska, the Countess's husband. You, you are the Countess Wojeska's husband? Oh, really, sir? You are the man in the red fez. Something wrong, Count? You too? You two are starting this stupid business of the man in the red fez? What's he talking about? I will tell you what I am talking about. And then I will tell you to get out of here and stay out. This joke has gone far enough. What joke? What are you talking about? When my wife and I arrived in Arabia over a week ago, we received an anonymous note warning us to be careful of a certain man in the red fez. Golly, the same man we saw in the hotel lobby only a few minutes ago. Have you quite finished? Oh, I'm sorry. Traveling toward Mecca, we've stopped in many places, of course. And in each new place, we've received another note, all of them saying the same thing. Be careful of the man in the red fez. Then you don't know who the man in the red fez is? You have no idea? Well, of course I have no idea. And I tell you frankly, I'm sick to death of this stupid joke. Well, now, wait a minute. If you really don't know who he is, what was he doing in this room ten minutes ago? My friend, I'm afraid you are out of your mind. Oh, but he's not. I was with Mr. Kent when he entered this room before. Now, look here, sir. A lot of things have been going on here you obviously aren't aware of. To begin with, the man in the red fez was sitting in that chair over there ten minutes ago. Not only that, but he claimed this was his room and said he had never heard of the Countess Wojeska. You almost make me believe you. You sound very sincere. I am sincere. But I've got to make you believe this thing isn't a joke. As a matter of fact, I'm convinced something is going on here that... Well, it's pretty terrible. Something we've got to stop. What sort of thing? I don't know. That's what I've got to find out. Tell me, what does your wife look like? Have you a, a picture of her? Yes, but she'll be out in a moment. You can see her for yourself. You mean she... She's here now? But of course she's in the next room dressing for dinner. Well, she wasn't here a little while ago. Ten minutes ago, as a matter of fact. The man in the red fez said she wasn't anyway. I assure you she is here now and she was here then. Would you ask her to come out for a moment? Of course I will call her and... No. No, I will not. This is utterly absurd. I will not disturb her. She must have had a fatiguing day shopping in the bazaars. Well, then would you show us the picture you have of her? Oh, yes, yes, I will do that. And then, if you will, please go. We've had so much trouble, we want no more of it. We are refugees, you see. We escaped from Poland just in time. I understand, and I'll try not to bother you more than is necessary. Here is the picture. An excellent likeness of my Thank wife. What? Why, it's Lois Lane. That's who it is. 
I don't know what you are talking about. Your wife is almost a perfect double for this friend of ours, Lois Lane. Well, that's highly interesting. Now, if you would please go... Oh, no, not yet. Now, look here. If you don't leave this room at once... Listen to me. Your wife is in danger, grave danger. I begin to see a few things now. The man in the red fez following us in the bazaars. Lois's disappearance. Don't you see, Jim? They thought Lois was the Countess with Jessica. Sure, that must have been it. They took her to that abandoned mosque. Why did they let her show herself in the doorway? Who knows? Perhaps to add a little mystery to the game they're playing. The fortune teller, the strange music leading us on toward the mosque, Lois appearing in the doorway, all an attempt, Jimmy, to convince us that Lois, or the Countess, as they thought, was in the hands of a power stronger than ourselves. I get it. Then they discovered their mistake. They realized that Lois was not the Countess with Jessica. They knocked her out and brought her back to our room. That's how she happens to be lying unconscious in our room this very minute. But what in heaven's name would they want with my wife? You're a wealthy man, I take it, Count. Of course. There is such a thing as ransom. Ransom? As I see it, the man in the red fez is a member of a band. Maybe the head of it, for all I know. But there's one thing I'm sure of. They're after the Countess. And once they get her, you'll pay dearly before you get her back. I must get in touch with the police here in Mecca at once. Now you're beginning to talk sense. Those warnings I received in the... Uh, Hello, operator. Give me police headquarters. Yes, 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 quickly, please. Those warnings, they, they really meant something, then. No doubt of it. But who could have sent them? Who? Uh, hello? The chief of police, please. This is Calvar Jessica speaking. Thank you. As I was saying, sir. Wait a but, what is it? Why, why, why do you look at me? Hang up, quick. Hang up? Well, you mean... I that... mean, put that phone down. Mr. Kent, what... Oh, you must be out of your mind. Hello? Is this the chief of police? This here. Is... Ah, how dare you, Mr. Kent? Give me back that phone. Gosh, Mr. Kent, what's come over you? I just thought of something. Do me a favor, Count Wojcicki. Step into that dressing room and ask your wife to come out here. I told you before I will not disturb her. Well, if you won't disturb her, I will. Wait. I don't know what you are driving at, but... Very well. I will ask her to come here myself. Stephanie, my dear. Come here a moment, please. Stephanie! Stephanie! Good heavens, I, I can't explain, but... But she's she... not there, just as I suspected. But she was in there only a few minutes ago. I don't think she was. How do you know she was in there? Why, I was about to enter her dressing room when she called out to me. She said, I'm dressing, darling. I'll be out in a minute. Don't you see? She must have been there. Well, she was there, all right, but the man in the red fez was with her, forcing her to say just that. Is there any other way out of that room? Yes, yes, there is another door which leads to the corridor. And that's the way they went. The police, I must get them now. That's exactly what you must not do. What? My wife has been abducted by a band of cutthroats. I must do something to save her. Call in the police and you'll never see your wife alive again. Don't you see what's going to happen? You'll get a ransom, though, telling you to leave a sum of money at a certain place. And you'll also be warned not to get in touch with the police. If you do, your wife's life will be forfeit. Then... Then what am I to do? I don't know yet. I've got to have time to think, to figure out a plan. I... Wait a minute, I'll answer that. Hello? Why, why yes, yes, Count Wojcicki's here. Certainly, just a moment. It's the police calling back to find out about that call you made. Now, say anything you like, but stall them off. You sure? We'll need them later, but not now. Very well. Hello? Yes, yes, this is Count Wojcicki. Yes, yes, I did call you. Well, I'm, I'm sorry, but I, I was forced to hang up. Well, I, I wanted to know if, uh, if I had to have my visa looked over by the local police again. Oh, yes. 
Yes, I, I, I know usually it is not necessary, but... Well, I, I thought I heard someone say... Oh, I see. Well, thank you very much. Good. What? Oh, no. No, there, there, there was nothing else I wanted to talk to you about. Nothing, nothing at all. Golly, can't we, Jessica? Don't take it too hard. We'll find a way to help I you. I cannot help myself. My wife is very dear to me. Oh, I can understand it. It's amazing that she should bear such a striking resemblance to Lois Lane. Oh, Lois ought to regain consciousness by this time. Come on, let's get back to our room. May I come with you? Oh, by all means, Count. I hope you will forgive my seeming rudeness when you first came in. That's all right. What's our next step, Mr. Kent? Find out everything Lois can tell us and then try to get on the track of these kidnappers. There's hardly any doubt Count Wojcicki will receive a ransom note soon. They certainly must be a clever band. My gosh, we went into that mosque only a minute or two after Lois had been seen standing in the doorway. And she was nowhere to be found. It's true. I practically tore that place apart brick by brick. You what? Apart... Uh, I mean, uh, I stood by while Superman pulled the place apart. No sign of Lois anywhere. They must have taken her out through a side door and escaped under cover of darkness. Yeah, it was pretty dark by that time. Lois will be able to throw some light on it. Now, here's our room. Oh, come right in, Count. It... Well, what in the world? Jumping Jiminy. Lois! Sir Mycroft! Mr. Kent, don't tell me they're gone, too. What has happened to Lois and Sir Mycroft? What evil power is drawing a web of mystery closer and closer about our friends? There are thrills and surprises in store for you in our next episode. So be sure to be with us. Listen tomorrow and every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station. Tune in and follow the adventures of Superman. Did you ever stop to think why American machine gun crews make such good scores in their battles against the Japs and the Nazis? Their teamwork, their super marksmanship, comes from practice. Practice every day until they can hit the bullseye practically every time. But that much practice eats up an awful lot of bullets, and that's where you come in. You buy bullets for machine gunners every time you buy war stamps. Five bullets for every ten cents stamp. So get behind your team by buying stamps just as often as you can. Can you think of anything more exciting to buy for your dime than five forty-five caliber bullets? Five bullets for American soldiers to use in protecting your home from the Japs or the Nazis. So get going. Get your stamps today and every day. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leave tall buildings in a single bound. Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Follow the adventures of Superman every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station. Superman is written and directed by George Lothar and is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. This is Mutual. <laughs>